0: Hello and welcome to the Make It Epic Wedding Podcast, where we believe all weddings can be epic in their own right and uniquely you. We're your hosts, Tim and Matt, a photographer and videographer in the industry. Tune in as we dive deep and unpack all things weddings, how to make it fun, stress-free, and provide other creatives in the industry tips and tricks to raise the standard when it comes to planning for the perfect wedding. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Make It Epic Wedding Podcast. You're here with Tim and Matts. Matt, how are you, mate? Good Tim. What is happening? I I
1: didn't even know what I was going to say there. I was going to say something and then I don't know where it was going to go. So my brain's already fried. Well,
0: <laughs> oh, bea- <laughs> good start. Be- <laughs> good start. Be- About <laughs> bea- to happen on a Tuesday at 10 p.m. So that's yeah, good. <laughs> that's it. No, no. I know. Don't you feel like it's uh
1: it's wild that it's like it is winter. Uh, we are still shooting a fair bit, I suppose, but and like still doing a lot of things behind the scenes, and we are probably just as busy. I feel like I'm probably at the moment busier doing stuff at home, yeah, or like behind the scenes trying to like sort out everything for like the upcoming season than I am potentially when it's like peak season shooting weddings. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Well, times are a little bit different for you now as well. As a you know, you've got a four month old baby. Yeah, little, that's, little baby Ollie. Life's that's correct. different as a dad. That's correct. But we are there is no one else to blame but ourselves. In I this- know,
1: we, <laughs> we 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 literally do it to ourselves, don't we? Like we've both we've both got pretty busy uh personal. Businesses, personal brands and businesses, and then we uh, decide to, I don't know, put ourselves through the ringer and (laughs) record some podcast
0: episodes. (laughs) Yeah. Who knew starting a podcast would start a whole brand new business,
1: right? Yeah, that's it. Who to thunk it? But, mate,
0: I am loving it. I am loving where this is going. I'm loving the community that we are reaching and that we are creating. Um, I'm loving the value that we are providing our couples and even the vendors that are coming forward. Um, and just telling us how we have helped elevate their experience for their own couples, which I think that is like the biggest compliment for me personally. I just get so, my cup's very full at the moment. It's very, very full. Yeah. It's it's awesome,
1: isn't it? And I, I'm, I'm, I'm damn excited for like even what we've got coming up like over the next few weeks. There's some big things happening in the world of Make It Epic that I am uh, I'm pretty excited to share with everybody, but I'm not going to say too much more because I'll spill the beans because I'm not great at secrets. But there's a lot happening, and you know, it's all come from the fact that we decided to jump on here one day, talk some crap,
0: talk some smack,
1: <laughs> have a, have a bit of fun <laughs> with it. Um, and yeah, here we are. Like, uh, can you believe? Like, it's only been it hasn't even been a year yet. I, I had a look the other day. I think our first recording we dropped was like the end of august 2022 so we've still got a few weeks um until our one year anniversary i don't know what we're gonna do but we're gonna have to do something <laughs> we are oh, you've said it now <laughs> <laughs> yeah what after we talk about how much work we've done like we have for ourselves already now just throw ourselves oh, under wow. the bus and so now we have to do something more anyway well good
0: thing we are uh, we know a couple of planners right that are really good <laughs> yeah. at doing this stuff yeah Ooh, or just really
1: man. organized celebrants so
0: <laughs> we know oh, some of them hey. too <laughs> Who can we throw under the bus?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, there's a a lot. We we definitely can call some favors. (laughs) Well, mate, how has your week been? Give me the details. It's been good. I have been getting a lot done. By the time this episode comes out, I will have officially launched my rebrand, which um, I'm actually launching tomorrow morning, which is exciting. So that will be going live tomorrow, officially. So like, and a part of that is just like website revamps and just like some of the, the words that I use on my business and the way that I use them, I guess, um, that's kind of like, that's changing as well. Um, but yeah, just trying to like put some new photos into my website and emails oh, and love yeah, there's it, a lot of uh, I booked a holiday. I'm going on holiday next week, so won't we be here? Just let you know. No, <laughs>
0: Matt Ashton going on a holiday. Who know. is this?
1: I know. What the heck? I literally haven't been on a holiday for, since COVID finished.
0: <laughs> like since since
1: last lockdown, or like even before. Like obviously before that, pretty much. Like we did go away for a few like a few days last year uh, to Tassie, but yeah, me and uh, me and Jess and Ollie are gonna. Jump in the car, do a bit of a road trip up to Byron, which will be sick. Just go up there for a week, chill out, and then uh, you know do some sightseeing. Chris right how good? And see Chris Hemsworth. Yeah, just go hang out with him. I don't know. It'll be uh, be pretty cool. I don't know. What's uh, that? Yeah. What's happening in You'll the world? You'll love that
0: man. Of, yeah, it'll be sick. Yeah, what's happening in the world of Tom Well, um... It's been it. there's been a bit. There's been a bit. Um, I have been off-grid the last couple of days, which was bloody brilliant. Uh, yes. My wife decided to take me away for my birthday to the Barrington Tops. So we got a little tiny home. Um, So I just got back the other day, which is pretty cool. Completely off-grid. No phones, nothing, man. It, w- it was actually the best, like, just to switch off completely, not think about work, not think about anything, you know, pretty much weddings for the season are done. So it was, I needed it more than I realized. Yeah. Nice way to celebrate your 21st birthday. Hey, how good? That's it, mate. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> yeah. 21 years old with the worst receding hairline you've ever seen. Yeah. That's it. That little ball spot in the back's ever good for you. But, uh, <laughs> but no,
1: like, yeah, I definitely agree. Hey, I'm super excited to get away. I've got a lot to do over the probably next week before we go, just trying to like, you know, get some things in a line and, um. Yeah, just tick some boxes before I go, but I'm pretty up to date with my editing and stuff like that. So I can only imagine, uh, for you, it was nice to get away. I'm uh, I was jealous, yeah. not gonna lie. Spurred me on to book this actually.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, like obviously video editing is a different story to photo editing. Um, so there is a, a much larger backlog for the videographers than photographers typically, uh, not all cases, but most. So it's was definitely a rush to feel like I was comfortable enough with where I was in my backlog to make sure that I could completely switch off. Um, but I come back, man, and like guns blazing, like my cup was full. I was 100%. It was, it was brilliant. I really, really didn't need that. And I feel like I need to potentially do that more often, like yeah. just switch off for a couple of days, once every couple of months.
1: Yeah, I was weird not to um, wake up or you know like jump on the jump on a call with you and try and organise what we're doing for like you know make it epic or you know what we're on next for a couple of days. But uh, it was good. I'm glad you had a good time, and it's always nice that you get to get away and recharge the batteries. But um, mate, That's enough it, mate. about us. Enough about how we're... actually I have one more thing to say because we always say this at the very end of our episodes, but. We would be loving it if you guys, um, I guess, gave us a bit of a review on the old Make It Epic wedding podcast. So, uh, if you're a Apple person, go and jump onto Apple Podcasts, or you can also do it on Spotify. Leave us a little review. If you are loving what you are hearing, we are always keen to hear from you guys. Um, you know, those reviews really help us um, get a better reach. Um, one day we'll like do something. You know, send you a little sticker pack or something. I don't know. Who knows what? We've said, we've been saying that for a long time, but we never do it. But we'll actually do something that all. We'll, uh, thank you guys for doing it.
0: Well, there there actually is something I think, and perhaps we we may be able to direct your attention if you're looking for some things from. Uh, the whole bride, um, you can get a sneaky discount code, which is pretty cool. And if you are a couple, likely you're going to use a lot of these things. So um, jump onto the whole bride will be in the show notes. So you can snag yourself a sneaky twenty percent off.
1: Yeah, how hey, good! I love a little discount. Discount always perfect for the uh, for the budget when it comes to planning yeah. a wedding. I've been like frothing lately on uh, I don't know why, but we've been using confetti cannons a lot lately. And uh, the whole bride confetti cannons
0: are oh, mate. So good. They've been going wild. Um, <laughs> anyway. Yeah. I had, I had one go off in my ear the other day. It was, uh, well, two weeks ago and it, I feel like it's still ringing. Hey? <laughs> oh man. It's, uh, it's
1: crazy. Like, yeah, it's just crazy. The, uh, the amount of like, I don't know, boomage that they get. <laughs> boomage. Is boomage the right? I don't think boomage is the right word. But anyway, we'll, run. we'll, we'll run with it. <laughs> <laughs> oh that's we'll, heavy. Just, we'll just go with it all right <laughs> oh, what are we talking about today today we are talking all things reception which i'm super excited for because we have like not like not neglected but i feel like we've covered pretty much everything else in the realm of i guess like timelines and your just wedding talking, day yeah, yeah. like wedding day in general so like i feel like i'm pretty excited because like we we're chatting about what we wanted to talk about this week and i was like man we've spoken about like Ceremony stuff, we've spoken about like, you know, canapes, cocktail hour, like we've pretty much covered the majority of the goodness um, of the day. And so today we're talking all things reception, how to get the most out of your reception, how to make sure you get on that D floor
0: ASAP. There's six things that you need to ensure your wedding reception is going to be epic. And mate, let's get stuck into the first one. What is it? We're talking all things entrance, and I
1: feel like when you're talking entrance for a, like for a reception, it really sets the bloody mood, doesn't it? Mate? Like if you just cruise on in with your hands in your pockets and you're just like, "Yep, hey," like I don't know. <laughs> it, for me personally, it doesn't really set the vibe. And you know, on the Make It Epic Wedding Podcast, we're all about the vibe. We're all about making sure you guys are having a good time. And um, you know, if we can, if
0: you can, I don't know. I, thought, I find like we we tend to do it a fair bit where we really try and pump them up. Hey, yeah. I, <laughs> and like, oh, what's happening? Any backflips, yeah. confetti cannons? Let's go! you <laughs> uh, On actually, on on that
1: note, on the weekend, these guys are like, oh, we don't really know what to do, and I'm like, just do a vortex, and they're like, what's a vortex? <laughs> and I was like, because they literally were just going to walk in with their hands in their pockets, and I was like, come on, boys, you got to try something. Like at least try and outdo the girls, because typically being a bit sexist, but the girls typically like to get down and boogie a little bit more than the boys. Uh, And so I was like, you know, just do a vortex. And they were cruising on in. They were like, Oh yeah. Okay. And they all got down. on Like they took it the next step. They got down on one knee, they got their beers that were full. They spun around in a circle, (laughs) threw them up over their heads and it. And, um, Four out of five sculled it and the fifth one stood up and like celebrated like he sculled it. And then all the boys turned around and were like pointing at him. So we just stand there and like skull the rest of it. It was pretty funny. Anyway. Wow. Um, but wow. yeah, like we we do, I guess, tend to uh pump people up a little bit uh for the old reception. But like I suppose like why is it we do that?
0: Well we want to we want to create a vibe, But we also want to ensure that the experience really starts at a high, that your reception starts on a really, really positive note. And if you walk in there having a bunch of fun and having a good old party, then it really sets a vibe to the rest of the night. It sets a standard that I think is held quite consistently. And I find that to be true across the whole board. Which is which is really interesting, like because even now thinking about it, right? Like if we have a look at some of the some of the weddings, and I think back and perhaps the bridal party are just like maybe a bit chillers that come in. Um, I think that set the tone for potentially the rest of the night. Yeah, hundred percent. I,
1: I also think like it's not even just the tone for the couple and the bridal party; like it's a tone for the whole guest experience. I yeah, guess like definitely. every everybody that's there, right? Like it no matter who's there, even the like staff, like even us as vendors, like it sets the like experience for us up really well as well. And like I would say nine times out of ten, when the vibe of like and the like level of intensity and the excitement and the energy that comes in from an epic entrance. Typically the dance floor usually goes off pretty bloody hard too later on. Like everyone's keen for a bit of a boogie, uh things like that. Um I don't know Have you got any like moments that you, when you think about entrances, that you're like, yes? I think some
0: some couples would really like consider and have a a plan for the entrance, like prior to. And entrances can look different for for everyone, um, I suppose. And your entrance obviously needs to be like aligned with like who you are. Um, And even if you're not like super wild or rowdy. Still, I think we will still try, like, pump you up a little bit to ensure that you can still have a good old time. And man, I have seen even some of the weddings that, you know, a little bit on the quiet quieter side that you're just not expecting it to go absolutely off, tend to be the best ones and the most fun. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And like, this is probably a bit of a, like, I don't know, a little moment
1: just to remember that, like, even though we're all about the energy and we're all about having fun, like Tim was just saying then, like... You know, not every single wedding requires or needs you to go bloody wild. Do you know what I mean? It's more just bringing a good amount of energy to that space that you're in. So you know, just making a little bit of effort, you know, like having a big old smile on your face, having a bit of a dance as you come in. Like it can be something very, very simple, right? Like, yes, we are talking big scale here and we like to do that to know that there is the opportunity for you guys to go hard or go home. But there also is the opportunity to like still elevate the experience for everybody that's going to be there by still walking in and having a good old time. Yeah. Yeah. You
0: you definitely don't have to, um, you know, boys swap clothes with girls and, girls all so close with the boys that's yeah. happened a few times <laughs> yeah or like take your shoe off and do a shoey
1: or anything like that uh you oh, know,
0: always always good fun <laughs> yeah i i do
1: have a like i i do think that like some of the like my favorite moments when it comes to like an entrance is like you know um like there's like been like the confetti ones that we've done where there is like a confetti cannon or something like that that's like that people are, like, going off, which is always epic. Um, but I think that some of the best are, like, when there's encouragement of, like, whether it's, like, you know, picking up the old, uh, what's the, what, what what am I trying to think? Like, napkin, that's the word. Like, the napkins are, but they're, like, swinging them around. Or the encouragement of, like, getting all of your guests onto the dance floor and having, like, an impromptu five o'clock three-song dance-off. Like, you know, that's always a bit of fun, too. Um, I don't mind a day, daylight boogie. That's pretty cool. What's, what's probably your favorite, mo- what's your favorite entrance? I would say when, when the couples get really, like, so when, if you couple up with some, like, as in, when I, does that make sense? Couple up? Yeah. Like when the bridal party come in pairs, guys and girls together, like individually in a pair, that is like my favorite. Cause I, I find that they like have a bit of a competition with each other. Um, recently my favorite has been, oh this is good. The couple put five hundred dollars down, right? As like this is what happens: whoever goes the hardest wins. And every single table had a uh, like a scorecard, and with each of the couple's name on it, who came in as like a as a gr- like a group, right? And at the end of it, they gave everybody like one minute to talk around their table, and they scored it. And then the MC went around and collected all the cards, and then whoever won in the pair got five hundred dollars and I was like you know what that's not a bad way to really bring the hype and really bring the like the energy and these guys were like pretty wild <laughs> for payment <laughs> yeah like but they literally were like bribing their bridal party to go harder or go home like one of the bridesmaids face planted uh, she tripped over in excitement and having too much fun and just like tripped over and yeah that wasn't ideal but like there was definitely moments where i was just like oh, what is going on there was like confetti cannons going off there was like Shoes. Someone came in with a croc, like the shoot, like croc shoes on, and did a shoey through the croc
0: shoes. Um,
1: oh, right. So, yeah, it was pretty classic. So I would say recently, in terms of like effort of like ensuring that your bridal party goes
0: hard or goes home, like that's probably my favorite. There's one that comes to mind because when I was creating their film, like it was such, like it was such a main component of their film, especially for the introduction. Uh, it was actually a wedding that we did together. um little shout out to to Sophie and Matt. um and like napkins were going. and yeah. the <laughs> the bridal party, they did set the scene. They did set the scene and it it was it was sick. It was absolutely sick. And it was at sea so they had like lot like uh, three long tables, pretty much from like one end to the other. Um so the only way was for um the bridal party and the the couple to actually like come through like the tables, which was quite tight. And unfortunately you're on the side you were actually in between the chairs, right? So I couldn't fit in there. And all the cup all the guests were on the chairs. And I'm like, well, damn, I need to get my shot here. So um what is what does Timmy do? Timmy jumps on the table <laughs> <laughs> and I was about to stack it, oh, like, over the table, over guests. <laughs> There's and, a photo um, of you,
1: like, standing on tables too.
0: <laughs> yes. Yeah. But, like, the reason I'm saying it, not because I almost stacked it, uh, but it was because, like, it was such an epic moment um, and the footage was just absolutely unreal. I had one of the guests, like, hold my like my, my pants <laughs> and hold the belt on my pants so I didn't like, stack it, uh, which is cool. Um, but just, like, that moment where, like, the whole, the whole party. Everyone's into the it. The whole party was yeah. absolutely into it. We had people on tables, people on chairs, napkins thrown up in the air. Um, the bride and groom were just going absolutely mental. It was just such a good moment. Um, that was so fun that it, st- it was really the main, main component of the introduction in the film.
1: Yeah, 100%. I do remember that one. It was a good one for sure. And I've got, I actually posted a few photos from that Uh Not that long ago, which is pretty cool. Um, I have a bit of a golden nugget for this section of entrances. We've spoken a lot about it, but this is kind of like to do with maybe just like based off what Tim was just saying. Um, If you have an MC uh, that is like a family friend, maybe give them this golden nugget. And the golden nugget is on the entrance, suggest or tell your MC to tell all of your guests to like stand up and push their chairs in. So there is more room for you know like you guys to come bounding down those aisles because they are quite tight um, and it can be a bit of a stitch up where you're like really keen to get down the aisle and have a good time and you're running into chairs um, you know it's not that exciting and it kind of ruins the photo so maybe if you can preempt it stand up tell your guests to push the chairs in and then get that's ready to that's a that's a good boogie. one because not, it's not something you would normally think about. At all, no, and I just yeah, I kind of I think I in the past have suggested it a few times to like MCs and stuff on the night, but I'm just putting that little bit of goodness out there for everybody.
0: Um, an an experienced MC, like not not in terms of the chairs, but an experienced MC will help elevate like an entrance so so much more. That's that's also a common theme. Yeah, we we have chat about it in the past in terms of having a an MC that's obviously is a professional, knows how to manage the room, knows how to coordinate, and knows how to ensure that they can actually create a moment that is lasting. So yeah, if you have a family friend that's an MC, there's just a couple of extra little things that you might need to be aware of to ensure if you want something, you need to probably ensure it's done the right way yeah prompt them give them hints and tips
1: have a chat about it with them um i think it's important um let's roll on because we got I, I just, like i said we love entrances entrances make the day uh but before you even get to the entrance you need to make sure that this part of well the whole planning process really is on point point. and this is talking about like timeline and like timeline we could literally spend this whole episode probably talking about the timeline of a reception too but I think we're just going to try and hit a couple of like points
0: uh, that you need to consider when you're planning. Yeah. Yeah. So obviously this is going to come way, way back in the planning process uh, where you really need to have an understanding of what do you want your wedding reception to look like? What do you want the formalities to look like? Um, And I, my golden nugget here is to actually reverse, reverse engineer it okay, what time do you want your dance floor to open? And that will essentially dictate the, the formalities prior to that. And yes, there is going to be potentially some interruptions and some things that you don't account for, uh, whether that's, dad having a bit of a longer speech Classy. than anticipated <laughs> or things running a little bit late, but just making sure that you have a plan in terms of what your formalities are, how long they go for, uh, and when things generally start and what time the dance floor opens. It's really a good place to, to ensure that you've got a, a detailed plan in terms of what that looks like as well.
1: Yeah, Absolutely and I feel like I just want to say as well like you can plan all of this stuff um, and you can you know like it will look great on paper I promise you something will run a little bit funky on the night like it never always. typically goes to always. plan um, but if you have the plan in place usually it's pretty damn close like by the end of the night we kind of get everything done that we need to get done um, and every wedding always works out but don't live to the timeline as if it's gospel don't like you know don't feel like you have to follow it to a T. But my little hot tip besides forgetting about the timeline is probably thinking about splitting up your speeches. So, you know, like for me, I don't want to, and I know your guests won't want to, and I know you won't want to as a couple sit there and listen to four or six speeches crammed together back to back to back. Everybody by the end of it is like running for the bathroom, running for the bar, starving, something like that. So my advice is to split them up. So maybe that may be like two before your entree, and then maybe two in between your entree. And if there's any more outside of that, do it after main. Um, you know, something like that. Just kind of like give yourself some like some time to enjoy the night without having to sit there for an hour listening to an hour's worth of speeches.
0: For sure, I would. I'd probably stick to speeches, no uh, more than three in a in a session. Yeah,
1: no more than three. I'd even say, I didn't go so far to say, why do we need to have six speeches in a day? Like, why is there six speeches at a wedding? Like, it's not, for me personally, like, I understand there's a lot of people that want to say stuff like, you know, but like, I'm like four or five is like more than enough. Like for me personally as well, I don't see the bride and groom speech typically being massive most of the time. Um, that's normally a little bit shorter. So when I say four speeches, I'm like, in my head, I'm like, oh yeah, maid of honor, best man parents from both sides and then bride and groom like that's pretty damn
0: good right um yeah but who's who's important who is important to you who do you want to speak at your wedding um and and go from there it doesn't have to be a number it can be six it can be eight whatever you want it is your wedding um for me as a videographer that uses audio in your speeches i love to hear those that are just have such an important role in your life because their their words tend to have so much more of an impact on your story. Um, and that helps me tell your story to a point where it is just so aligned with who you guys are and it makes your film so much better. Um, but yes, there is a limit. <clears throat> Excuse me. But yes, there is a limit to... You know, potentially, how many speeches can you fit in one night if you want the dance floor to start at a reasonable time? Um, there's been weddings, um, there's there's, there's been a few where speeches have just gone so far over time where the dance floor doesn't open up to nine thirty.
1: Yeah, and I feel like that's a like that typically comes down to the fact that someone spoke for a little bit too long, potentially, maybe like some food services out of whack or, you know, because of like that one speech has like gone a bit long, let's push everything else
0: just further and further apart. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's a it's a good point. Maybe, maybe we should talk in a bit more detail about what the perfect speech looks like and how to create a speech that has relevance and significance to... The bride and groom to the couple. Um yeah. Maybe we'll save that for another episode. That's a that's a big one. That's, that's a really that's big one. Massive. <laughs> let's uh let's yeah. write, let's write
1: that one down for later. But <laughs> I do think like outside of the timeline of like, you know, go back to the timeline and thinking about all the things that you need to get done. Like, let's just quickly rattle off off the top of my head the things that I know that you would potentially need to get done in your timeline of your reception is obviously entrance, you've got some speeches, you've got Food, So like entree main, um, you need to also think about if you're having a seated dessert or a just, is it like, I don't know, canapé roaming dessert, like food, like, you know, and if you are having a seated dessert, if you care, if your guests are actually going to sit there and eat it, if that makes sense. Because typically the seated dessert can come out while you're on the dance floor and people just go back to the seats and eat it as they please, you know? Um, so if that is something that you're not too fussed about could be something to think about uh there is a first dance
0: there's a cake cutting they're the main ones i would say yeah yeah i'm so, i am seeing less and less of cake cutting i suppose these days but it's just it's just another thing if that's important to you then obviously you need to take it into account add that into your run sheet but yeah how long do all of these formalities take uh, and this is where it'll start to really add up and if you want an early dance for Well, you're going to have to make some decisions um, in terms of what you can fit in your reception. Yeah. Definitely go
1: back, make that bit of pros and cons list, make a bit of a, you know, expectation um, list and work out what it is that you do and don't want um, to include in your reception. Um, As Tim said, make it a priority. If you want to get onto the dance floor early, uh, it is doable and we're not saying that all these things we're not saying that's not doable it definitely is doable you just need to think about
0: it early on and plan for it yeah cuz what about um you know things like potentially a night shoot with your photographer and your videographer typically this might be during the the dance floor as well so it has less of an impact but i know as a like as a videographer, that I want to make sure it has as minimal impact to like your night as possible. So this is something that we'll talk about months before the wedding, but we just want to ensure like if it's something that you want to do, roughly what time do should we start to do this? Yeah. I also actually was just thinking about then like maybe this is a good spot just
1: to maybe bring up about talk about night shoots is also like the fake exit scenarios. Yeah. When it comes to fake exits, like, fake exit's the worst word in the world. (laughs) Like, it shouldn't really be called fake exit. Like, I don't don't know. But because it's always this awkward moment where you're like, oh, we're going to do a fake exit, but we're not actually going. But we're going to come back inside after. So nobody leave. We're just doing it because we don't need the photographer to stand around for four hours to capture the actual real exit. It's just another photo opportunity. Let's be honest, guys. Like... You know, uh, yes, we've named a fake exit. Everybody's used the word fake exit. We probably
0: need to change the name. Dance party with sparklers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just a photo moment. <laughs> I'm not a I'm not a massive fan of a fake exit just because I, I suppose of like what it what it symbolises. Um, it is not is not an exit. Like if you want something with sparklers, and cool, like I would typically say what is the purpose of, like, this moment? What do you want to do with it? And if it's just to have, like, some close family and friends with sparklers, have a bit of a dance party, um, just to kind of, like, get the moment cool. Or perhaps, is there something else, like, a night shoot that we can do with just the two of you, um, where we can still, like, really, like, capture just, like, a a fun moment that's something different? Because let's be honest, those photos tend to not always work out, right? Yeah. (laughs) Like, bright lights, it's... Yeah, it's it's hit and miss sometimes as well. Depends how drunk your fa- your friends and family are too. To be
1: honest, like that can really like take into account like you know what the day or like sorry what that uh that moment would be like. So yeah, like there's a lot of factors that are out of our control when it comes to like these exits. And you know maybe it is doing one, but not with every single one of your guests, and so maybe it's just a select group of people. Let's just call it sparkle. There are a lot of things. Sparkle of photos. Yeah.
0: Let's not call it fake exits. <laughs> So look, there is a lot of things that you could do. Uh, there's a lot of noise, I suppose, when people telling you, you should do this, you should do this. It is your wedding. Um, and if it's your wedding, you should make decisions that most align with what you want to do. And I suppose as a vendor, uh, we want nothing but to provide like information that you can align with and also be like, okay, well, this is what I want. This is how I see it. And this is the way that I'm going to do it. Thanks for the confidence. Do what makes sense to you? Yeah, absolutely. I ask a question to every single couple who,
1: uh, like, if I jump on a call with them after they've inquired, I say to them, like, is there something during the day, during your reception that you really would want to do, but you don't think it's achievable? And.
0: Bokeh and Garda Oh, you,
1: you would want to do that. <laughs> but, uh, like, the reason why I asked that is purely because I want you to know that anything is doable. You just have to start that open line of communication. And if you start that communication with the people that you're having there on the day, um, you know, like, it is possible to do something, you know, maybe it's crazy and out there. Maybe it's not that crazy now there at all. Maybe it's something quite simple. You just don't know the logistics behind of it, like, how to make that happen. Um, But I... I Half the reason why I ask it is because I want you to do things that you're excited about. Because if you're excited about them, you're going to be happy in that moment. And I say that I know that sounds so ridiculous, like saying it on your wedding day, you're going to be happy. Like, of course you are. But you're going to be genuinely happy because you're so excited by what is going on in that moment. So yeah. if that is sparklers, bloody do them. Or if it's like dancing on tables, cool, go and dance on a table. If it's, I don't know,
0: whatever it is. We we are trying to appeal to the masses here, and there is so many variables. There are so many variables. Like it depends on the size of like your wedding. It depends on your venue. It depends on like the, the size of the venue space. It like there's so many aspects and factors here. But let's let's maybe talk about a couple of example timelines. Like I um, even this week um, I had a a, a run sheets meeting. At their weddings in a couple of months. And their wedding uh, reception is starting at six pm. The dance floor is opening at seven pm. So within within that hour, they are fitting in four speeches. Four speeches within the hour. They're also fitting in dinner, um, but the dinner is more of a like uh, a share plate style um, dinner service, plus the four speeches and dance floor opening at seven pm. Yeah, one hour done. How good? And I would say that, like, that is totally
1: possible if, and this is a big if, because I know that, and this is probably running into a little bit of, like, the next one we're talking about, which is vendors, but, like, if your vendors are okay with you, and when I mean vendors, probably food service mainly, like your caterers, if they are okay with serving food while speeches are going on, and if you're okay for them to serve food while speeches are going on... Anything is possible, but I would say there is a lot of vendors out there, especially caterers, that are not overly keen on serving food while speeches are happening. And I understand why. From like a photo, video point of view, uh, from your guest experience point of view, it can be quite distracting listening to plates tinging and all that sort of stuff. But it is possible um, if you're okay with that.
0: Yeah, so there's, there's probably a little bit more flexibility if you have like a, a banquet style like of food service um, and a caterer that provides that style of food service, but yeah, there's there's a bit there's a bit there. There's a lot to think about,
1: and I suppose on the flip side of like you know, let's just say for instance you had a six o'clock, let's just say it was a six o'clock or five, let's say five thirty entrance for your bridal uh, for your like for you guys. For me personally, it's kind of like I would be thinking about doing something like. You're coming in at 5 30 you're going to do your entrance your two speeches straight away maybe six o'clock you're doing um your entree uh 6 45 you might do another two speeches uh then you've maybe that might go to say half an hour 45 minutes so you're kind of looking at like a 7 30 dinner time slot and or even a bit earlier quarter past seven maybe something like that and then hopefully by eight o'clock we're on the dance floor and everything is happening so Around eight o'clock, you might cut a cake. You might do a speech. You might do your first dance, and straight into the dance floor after that. So, like that, that's kind of gives you like a two to two and a half hour time slot to kind of get a lot of your formalities done. As a general rule, I would say most caterers say to leave forty-five minutes to serve entree and clear entree, and an hour to forty-five minutes to an hour to do mains. Yep. Um, so, yep. if you're kind of like basing your timing around that. Um, I would say that's probably
0: pretty on in the money. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, look, I, th- I think we can talk about the run sheet and timing for quite quite a while. We but, definitely could. <laughs> yeah, it, <laughs> Let's it moves into yeah the ne- the next item quite well, and that's like vendor vendor roles. And we we have already touched on like caterers in terms of that aspect. But uh, what about the MC, right? What yeah. about music? We we've touched on how like music and your MC is going to play a significant role in this point. Um, but what's the significance of ensuring that all your vendors are on the same page?
1: That's huge, right? Like, and if everyone's on the same page, everyone knows your vibe, everyone knows that you want to get on that desk early, everyone knows that you, you know, want to go out for a night session, whatever that may be, there's nobody like working against each other and everyone's trying to work on the same thing, like all the, on the same page and they're trying to work towards the same goal for you. And if everyone's on the same page, you have a clear timeline, you have like a very clear stance in terms of the vibe and the way that you want your night to run, it's going to
0: make the experience so much nicer. Like, oh One, my goodness. 100%. Like, but <laughs> <laughs> there, there has been some situations where not all your vendors are on the same page because potentially the run sheet um, isn't clear or it's not as detailed as it should be. And obviously, for things to run smoothly, all your vendors need to be on the same page. Your MC needs to know exactly uh, at what time the speech start or what time like dinner's coming out, so then we can he can plan that accordingly, let everyone know, give people warnings that are outside, or tell people um, at what stage they need to sit down to start eating. Um, but he also needs to she he she your MC needs to be aware of the roles of other vendors as well to give them warnings when things are starting i.e. your videographer needs some time to set up for speeches because what happens then if if a speech starts or if potentially you only get like a one minute warning? Like I know there's times where I've had to say, you haven't given me enough of a warning. Um, I'm still setting this up. It's going to take me another couple of minutes. Um, so things can run late in that aspect. And it's just all these minutes that stack up. So having your vendors on the same page by first having a timeline that's completely detailed that ensures that all your vendors know exactly what to do and there's adequate timing to set up things really makes the dream work absolutely and having vendors that really align with you know what it is that
1: you want from your wedding is going to be extra important during this time because if there's vendors there that are keen to work for you and with you And have invested in your day, like that is going to make a massive difference because they genuinely care. And, you know, we speak about this so much on this podcast about having vendors that align with your vision and having vendors that really like share a common goal and like understand what it is that you want from your day is important. And so, you know, obviously that just rings true again. Um, And there's probably not a whole lot more that we can say about it without repeating ourselves again. So, Yeah, think about the vendors you have on the day, make sure you love what they do, and trust them. Could not say anything else than that, just nailed it. Love it. All right, next one, it's huge, it's a big topic, it's probably, uh, there's so many banging topics on uh, today's episode, but this one's huge too, because it definitely does set the scene, and we're talking theme and styling, and wow, there's like, I feel like we're probably not the best people to talk in depth about this, um, but you know, having the right style, the right theme around your reception, um, it's going to make the experience for your guests a lot nicer. Like, I love it when I watch couples and even guests walk into the reception space and just be like, whoa, this is sick. Like, you know, and it doesn't necessarily have to be over the top and wild. It doesn't have to be, you know, like too in your face. It may just be something that's clean and crisp and like, beautiful flowers and, like, nice clean table set up. You know, like, there's a lot of variables when it comes to theme and styling for your reception, but make sure it aligns with what you want to do
0: and what your day looks like as a couple. 100%. 100%. Like, who who does not have a bit of a mood board going on to understand what is, like, the theme or style of, like, your wedding day? And this is probably... Something that's going to flow on from, like, other parts of your day, such as your ceremony, the flowers, the table arrangements, the bouquet. Like, it is all going to tie in. And I feel like when it's consistent, it really elevates the experience as well. Like, I love coming into a reception and seeing a clean, clean theme. Um, But I also love when it sometimes it's a bit different as Mm -hmm. well. Absolutely.
1: I shot a reception the other week that I've only ever seen this venue with white tables, and I walked in and they had black tables with black chairs, and I was like, oh, this looks pretty cool, pretty different, and I'm all for like pushing the boundaries a little bit and changing it up and... Having something different to what you normally would see, um, so that was definitely a nice little surprise. So I do, I do enjoy walking into a space I've been into a fair like you know a multitude of times and being like, oh, this is different, and I froth on it like you know. And I think I just froth on these things because it is different, and people aren't just following the norm or the tradition of what that venue typically would yeah. be like.
0: There's a, there's really, there's a couple of stylists that really know how to. Like most sellers do, but I think there's a there's a few that come to mind that can really change like the vibe of an area which you think may not be easily changed. And like there, there's one venue that comes to mind where I I see it, and it looks so so good looking in different ways. Like whether it's like got an Italian vibe or whether it's like a like a Mediterranean vibe with like fruits and pears and peaches. It looks yeah yeah it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Really love that. It's the best part about finding your
1: wedding venue too, right? Is like setting up the theme and the vibe
0: in that space. And obviously, like as as creatives, like we're we're there to like tell a story, right? And if these aspects of the story um, really like connect, like with a couple, like I'm spending so much more time like trying to like encapsulate like how that looks like. And I know like if, even something as simple as a table a chair the like you know how the setting is is actually set up what the table looks like and what are the what are the aspects from the table that the couple have chosen and that styles put together to create their vision um it's really it's really interesting how you can make that work in terms of like especially for their wedding film like how can you incorporate that into their film but in a way that is significant to them not just you know a standard old here's a couple of frames of like the table yeah even i I feel like
1: there's i feel lately caitlin and aiden may have done it they had like polaroid pictures of all of their guests like faces as their like name tag for like where they were sitting just like little things like that i feel like make it just that little bit more personal a little bit special as well like i'm all for just you know changing it up a little bit i don't post enough of that style stuff, but I probably should do more because I do enjoy going in, shooting that when I get the opportunity to, and,
0: um, you know, including that in galleries. So yeah, well, leads into the next one. Um, and that is seating arrangement. Obviously it's a pretty important one when you are planning, uh, planning your wedding as specifically you're working on the reception. You want to make sure that, you know, it can be a bit of a hot topic, but you do want to make sure that um, the seating arrangement is set up accordingly to what you want, and I feel like this is—it did cause a bit of a, a bit of a rift. I think with my family, <laughs> uh, well we, well, we were planning our wedding. Um, but it's it's definitely something that can be a touchy subject. Yeah, absolutely.
1: I feel like family scenarios is always a fun one to deal with. And it's not even just necessarily the like the seating arrangement in terms of like who is sitting next to who. It's even the like the setup and going back to the theme and styling again. Like you know, do you want three long tables? Do you want circle tables? Do you want rectangle tables? Do you want them spread apart? Do you want them close together? Do you want to fill the whole space? And then once you've got all that down pat, then you're thinking about specifically who's sitting next to who and how close, Auntie. Jan is sitting next to Uncle George and, you know, whatever else is going on. And if those two people don't get along very well, we obviously you need to take that into account. Um, I have seen a few people do it quite well. Like, they've printed off, like, the picture of the tables and they've got, like, post-it notes and they, like, post put post-it notes in the, like, spots. And then they will, like, once they kind of muck around and move people, like, in the right spots, they'll then, like, you know, do a final version online. That works pretty well. Yeah. That's probably the best one I've seen, I would say. Print off a big layout, have all the names, lay them out accordingly. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, for sure.
0: Yeah. So many, yeah, there's quite a few factors there. What what does your venue look like? What is the space? Is it indoor? Is it outdoor? Um, Yeah. Is it a marquee? It's, yeah, so many, so many factors there. What would you do? This is
1: just for instance, right? Because there is a few people planning weddings in summer. What would you do if you planned your wedding outside uh, in summer, um, and the forecast, say the day before, it looked a bit iffy. How soon would you make the call? Because we experience this a fair bit in terms of like couples are like either making the call the day before, on the morning of, when we get there, they're still waiting to make the call. What would you
0: do if you were in their position? So you're saying the day before?
1: Yeah. So it's the day before and you looked at the forecast and you're like, you're planning to have your reception outside under the stars. It's summer. It's a ripper weather. What are you doing? Are you going to
0: move it inside if the forecast looks a bit dodgy? Well, what's what's the backup plan? Like I, my my strongest advice here is to always have a backup plan. Always, uh, whether that looks like a, a marquee, if it's in it's an open space if there's the room for it, or is there an indoor area where you can move uh, things inside, or at least mostly inside. What? So what's the location? Where where is the venue? What's the normal temperature for that for that year? So these these are factors that obviously will come into play like way like way before um, the day before your wedding. But the day before your wedding, you you've left it a little late. <laughs> are, are you are you pushed? But if you have those
1: things like let's say you've got a wet weather plan inside, are you pulling the pin the day before? Or are you going to risk it for the biscuit? What type of human are you? what would you do if it was your wedding
0: yeah it's a it's an interesting one if you did have a planner if this is a decision that you could potentially outsource as well and you can make a decision pass the bar but if you could make a decision and have I suppose have a plan of like when is the timeline for that decision to be made because there has been times where you know an hour before the ceremony starts we are going to decide exactly where this ceremony is going to happen based on based on the weather Sometimes it comes down to the wire, um, and there has to be that there has to be one decision maker yeah. that absolutely makes that decision. There, the hardest part for reception, right,
1: is it like there's a lot of moving parts that you have to move. So I would say typically you're making that decision pretty early on on the day yeah. of are wedding, at the latest. I don't know. I'm a kind of like the day before. If it's looking dodgy, I would be, I'd be moving it inside. That's my personal gut feeling. Yeah. Anyway. Each to their yeah, own.
0: I, I know if if you've if you've had a plan all along for it to be outside, yes, it's heart, it's heartbreaking one hundred percent. But I would yeah, I would always be having a backup plan one hundred percent.
1: All right, lucky last. We're talking, which we've kind of touched on a little bit, but we're talking catering, we're talking food, we're talking drinks, and how that plays a role in your reception and. There's a lot of moving parts of these things. And as we were saying before, you know, some caterers aren't overly keen on serving food during like speeches and things like that. Um, It all depends on the style of like food service you are doing. So as Tim's mentioned a couple of times, there's like, there's your banquet, there's alternate drop, there's like canapé style. There's like so many options for food.
0: It's not funny. Um, And you've just got to kind of take all of these things into account. Yeah. And what are the drinks like is it is it a venue where um drinks are in-house there's a there's a bar and venue or perhaps there's a there's a different drink service perhaps there's a caravan bar or bar staff that have a uh, an outside bar that are there so a couple of different factors into play but are they separate services and how is that going to work in between you know do guests need to go to the bar to get drinks is there table service Lots of different factors here.
1: Absolutely. And, you know,
0: at the end of the day,
1: these things that we've spoken about, like they're, we're just probably running over the surface of them realistically. Like we're not really getting, like we've probably got a a bit deep on a few of the things that we're probably extra passionate about, to be honest, but we've still like kind of touched on a lot of them. But I think let's just quickly run through some of the things that we are in control of and some of the things we're. And that are out of our control when it comes to like planning and how that can really affect, I guess, our decision making,
0: right? So no wedding is going to run completely on time, and we spent a lot of time. We spent a lot of, I suppose, at least episode talking about timeline and and why it really is important to make sure that you have a structure to what you to what you want your wedding reception to look like. But there's there's things that are outside of your control. The weather, <laughs> you have no, <laughs> there's no control over that. Inter- interruptions, whether that's dad talking too long or food running late and power outages and power outages happen. It's happened a few times for me. Yeah, I've had it happen too. It's so dodgy too. <laughs> I, you had it recently as well, didn't Yeah, you? I've had it. Yeah, it's always a
1: fun one. There's like middle of speeches or something. Especially being like darker at the moment too, getting darker earlier. Like that's like such a stitch up because we're gone. We're going by candlelight here. Here we go. <laughs> anyway, but yeah, there's also the long did you say long speeches? I think you did say long speeches. There's a lot of things that do uh that are out of our control, but there are some things that are in control like that are in our own control. And like I suppose the first and foremost is our attitude, right? It's it's the it's the attitude that like you know, if we're bringing this good vibes, if we're like we have the ability to control the experience for ourselves, for our guests, for our vendors, for everybody that's going to be there really, and if attitudes on point that it's going to make the experience for us so much better, the experience for your guests so
0: much better. Um, so Exactly. Yeah. Who cares if a speech runs a couple of minutes late? Who cares if the dance floor starts a couple of minutes later? Who cares if your muso plays the wrong playlist? <laughs> it's 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 already, it's already happened. There's nothing you can do about it. Yeah. You can't do anything to change it. Um, I wouldn't let one thing ruin uh, your wedding day, ruin your moment. Yes, we want to make sure that we can you know, plan for these things, ensure it can run smoothly. But on the day, the, the planning's over. You're there to enjoy your wedding day. You're there just to enjoy the day and the significance of being married with your significant other and your partner. Um, so your priority is just enjoy your day. You've paid your vendors to look after this. Have faith in your vendors to make sure that they can provide a service and provide, you know, like the vibes, and that's going to make sure that your wedding day is as epic as possible.
1: Absolutely, love it. And, you know, at the end of the day, trust who you have around you, you know, like that's why you have those vendors there. You've got these people in place to lean on them. You've got their, you know, when it comes to like all these things like styling and to timelines and planners and run sheets and like there's so much that comes into a wedding and you know at the end of the day for us we are obviously massive fans of making sure that you have people around you who bring you joy who you can truly trust as well and you know as tim said regardless of whatever happens your day is going to be epic you at the end of the day the result is the same you've got to be married you're going to have a party you are going to have drinks there there's going to be good food there you're going to get epic photos you're going to get amazing videos it's going to be a good day. So hopefully today's episode has helped you guys just kind of like dive into the reception aspect. It is a massive, 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 uh, like aspect of the day. And we can definitely not cover it all in a one hour
0: episode, but we hope that we have kind of got your brains flowing in the right direction. (laughs) Exactly. Thinking about how you can help make your reception, um, Unique to you, but also how can you make your reception epic by doing these things and making sure you can plan for them accordingly?
1: Yeah, I love it. So take these things into account, make some notes, go back and listen to it. And if you haven't listened to the episodes that we've dropped in the past few weeks, which talks about ceremony and canapes and all of that goodness in between, make sure you go back and check it out. Take some notes, try and Yeah, just give yourselves all of the information possible to make your day epic. But Tim, it's been a pleasure, mate. Until next time. Always amazing. We will catch you guys next week for another episode of the Make It Epic Wedding Podcast. We really appreciate you guys listening to us. And yeah, until then, bye. Bye.
0: So mate, with how many weddings that we've done, how many times have you just seen like an epic like confetti exit or just like cool fluffy slippers and cool robes and just like different like biodegradable confetti and you don't know where to get them from?
1: Every single every single wedding. See it. Every wedding. Every wedding we see this.
0: Well, we might be able to help you with that if you are looking for biodegradable confetti if you're looking for long sparklers if you're looking for fluffy slippers confetti cone trays I love fluffy slippers love give me some fluffy slippers <laughs> and all the things like that can help you on your wedding day just to like elevate that experience a little bit um and just make it easy to get a lot of these things from one place right and it's hard to find somewhere that's just you know easy to purchase online Get it sent to you. Don't have to think about anywhere else. Don't have to search anywhere else. You can just listen to this, take a special code, get 15% off, and then boom, these products arrive at your door.
1: What a dream. How good. So if that sounds like something for you, The Whole Bride is definitely a place you should be checking out. And we have a special promo code for you guys. It is EPIC15. If you go to the show notes, you click that link and then chuck it into your shopping cart at the end, you will receive 15% off just from us from the Make It Epic Wedding Podcast, which is a just little treat for you guys listening.
0: 15% off. Got to love that.